I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem. Because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. We are now in a very special month. The name of this month is Elul. What does Elul mean? Elul is not a word in Loshan HaKadosh. Elul is actually a word in the language which is called Aramaic. You're familiar with that because when you learn Chumash, you see in your Chumash there is Unklis, who has a translation of every word. Unklis wrote a translation in Aramaic. So in order to find out what the word Elul means, let's take a look in Chumash and find if we... See if there is the word Elul in Unclis's Targum, in his translation. And then we'll look into the Chumash and see what is he translating in that way. So actually, we don't find the exact word Elul in Unclis, but we find the word that has the same Shaitish, the same root. We take a look in Parshas Miketz. We find it in a few places, but we're going to use Miketz. In Miketz, Yosef is telling his brothers who came to Mitzrayim to get food. Yosef says to them, You are spies. You are Miraglim. And they said, No, we are not spies. Lai hayu avadecha Miraglim. We are not spies. We take a look. How does Unclus translate the word Miraglim? He says the word Miraglim means Alile. Aleph, Lamid, Lamid, Yud. Alile, that's the Aramaic word for. Miraglim. Aleph, Lamid, Yud, Lamid, Yud. Does that sound like Elul? Absolutely. The same Shaitish. So what does Miraglim mean? Well, what do they do? Miraglim go and search out the land. They look out. And they pay attention to every detail. Aha! So that's what Elul means, to search out, look into every detail. Of what? Well, since this is the end of the year, we're supposed to look back to all the previous months of the year and try to see, search in our actions, the things that we said, the thoughts that we had, were they all the way Hashem wants it to be. 
and we should think about the good things we accomplished the entire year since this year began and see all the good things we did and see if there are any things that we have to improve. Have we made any mistakes? Did anything wrong? And we should do tshuva. We should improve. This can be included in any of the things of Taira, Avaida, or Gemilas Chasadim. Learning Taira, how much did we learn? A lot. Did we miss anything? Well, if we did, it's in order that next year we should learn more. <clears throat> Avoida, that's davening. Have we davened the way Hashem wants us to daven, to pay attention with kavana? Have we said all the words clearly? Have we connected with Hashem while we were davening? That's Avaida. So we have to think about that too. Then Gemilas Chasadim, being kind to others. Have we given tzedakah the way we should? Have we, have we done favors to others? That's what Gemilas Chasadim means. Doing chesed, doing kindness. And these three things, Taira, Avaida, and Gemilas Chasadim, are actually hinted in the word Elo. Elo has four letters. Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. It stands for these three things. Let's take the Taira. Where do we define four letters? Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. That means Taira. We find it in the Taira. It says... Ina leyadai v'samti lecha. That if a person by mistake killed someone, so he doesn't have to get punished for it, but he has to go to Ari Miklat. He has to go to a city where he's going to be protected since he did not do it on purpose. It's a kind of gallus for him, but he has to be there because he killed someone by mistake. <clears throat> if he doesn't go, then someone might come after him and harm him. So to be saved, he goes to Ari Miklat. And you should know that learning Taira is just like Ari Miklat. It also saves us. It saves us from the Yetzirah, protects us in case the Yetzirah wants to complain and say, hey, this guy did an Avera this year. You want to be protected from that Yetzara? Go to Ari Miklat, which is learning Taira. Divre Taira Carlton. The words of Taira protect. And that's in the four words. Ina leyadai v'samti l'cha. The same thing is with Avoida. <clears throat> What's Avoida? Davening. When we show our love to Hashem, we connect to Hashem. And that's hidden in the other four words. Ani ledoidi vedoidi li. That begins with the letters Aleph, Lamid, Vav, Lamid.
So that symbolizes tefillah, davening. And then comes the third thing, gemilas chasadim, giving tzedakah. Where do we find the pasuk that has these four letters in its four words? Ish lireihu umatanais loavyoinim. Yes, you guessed it. That's from Megillah Esther. It's talking about giving mishloach manais and tzedakah to the poor. So what are the words? Ish. Lireihu Aleph Lamid Umatanais Vav Loeb Yoinim Lamid. So you have again Aleph Lamid Vav Lamid. Taira, Avaida, and Gimilas Chasadim. And this is the month in which we do Teshuva. And the mitzvah of Teshuva is also hinted with the four letters of Elul. Because in the Taira, when he talks about doing Teshuva, it says like this, Umol Hashem Alekecha Eslevavcha Veslevav Zarecha. That Hashem is going to cleanse and purify your heart and the heart of your children. If we take that through Tshuva, so if we take the four words, Es Levavcha Ves Levav, again you have Aleph Lamid Vav Lamid. That's a hint for tshuva. So we have four things already. Taira, Avaida, Gimilas Chasadim, and tshuva. And if we do it all, we're going to have Mashiach. We'll have Geula, which is also hinted with four words. It says when Mashiach is going to come, we're going to sing the tenth shir, the tenth song to Hashem. And it's written in Az Yashir. It says, Ashira la Hashem, Vayoimru Leimair. We're going to sing to Hashem when Mashiach comes. This Pasuk is talking about Geula. What four letters do, do, do these four words have? Ashira is with an Aleph, La Hashem, Lamid, Vayoimru is a Vav, Leimair is a Lamid. <clears throat> so here again, we have five things. Taira, Avaida, Gemilas Chasadim, Tshuva, and Geula. All hinted in the four letters of Elo to show us what is our job in Elo. To search back and see what we have to do. You see, a guy once came to the bakery eight o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> he needed bread for his family because the kids have to eat breakfast to go to school when he came inside the guy was not standing by the counter so he can pay him the money and go the storekeeper was sitting in the corner of the store by his desk with a calculator and a pen taking notes so the Yid let's call him Yitzchak he calls the storekeeper and says, Reb Yankel, good morning. Reb Yankel said, I'll be with you in a minute. I just have to finish writing down something. Now Yitzchak is a bit of a rush because <clears throat> the kids have to make the bus on time. Reb Yankel keeps on calling out and saying, 
coming, coming. Five minutes passed, and Yaakov did not come. He's busy with his writing. So Reb Yitzchak had no other choice. He had to leave and go to the supermarket and buy the bread there. But he did feel a little bad for Reb Yankel. And he wanted to make sure Reb Yankel does was not offended that he walked out of the store. So later that evening, they met in the street. And Reb Yitzchak says, Reb Yankel, I really must apologize. I'm sorry for hurt your feelings by leaving. <clears throat> oh, I understand you were rushing. Yes, I was rushing. But, but you have to understand, Reb Yitzchak, I wasn't able to serve you at that moment. You know why? Because I'm in business. I know how to run a business. You're not in business. You, you sit and learn. You teach. Tyra. You don't know what it means to be a businessman. To be a businessman, let me tell you this, you have to make calculations. You have to figure out, and you have to make a cheshben. Cheshben means to calculate. How much money is going into the store? How much am I spending? How much money am I getting? How much am I giving out? There are so many cheshbenes I have to make. So I was sitting and doing the cheshbenes. I was writing it all down. How much came in, how much goes out. And that's very important. You understand, Yitzchak? I understand very well. But I, I think, if you don't mind, I would like to share what I feel about it. What? My feeling is that while customers are coming to your store, <coughs> means when the store is open, no writing down cheshbonus. You have to be available to the customers. You can do what you want, but if I was a storekeeper, I would, I would not do any cheshbonus while the customers can come. So when am I going to do it? By night, when the store is closed, and there are no customers, by night you can make the cheshbon, it's not a problem. Because then you served everyone during the day, and by nighttime you start making a cheshbon. And it's important. In Ayoyim Yoyim, it says like this, that exactly like this is what takes place in Chaydesh Every day of the year we have to make a cheshbon. <clears throat> we have to calculate how was I today? How many mitzvahs did I do? How many good things did I do? How many yidden did I help? And if I did any mistakes for which I have to do tshuva. So every day we have to make a cheshben. It's called cheshben hanefesh. Nefesh is about your neshama. To make a cheshben, where is my neshama holding? It's very, very important every day. But, just like by the storekeeper, daytime is not the right time to make the cheshben. You know when I should make the cheshben? By night. After I finish learning and davening and doing everything I have to do as a yid, when it comes nighttime, 
we say Kriyashma Shalamita, we're about to go to sleep. It's like then we're closing the store. <coughs> that is the right time to make a Cheshven Hanefesh, to make this calculation. And the same thing we do once a week. Besides doing it every night, at night you do a short one just for the day. But we should also make a Cheshven Hanefesh once a week for the whole week. When do we do that? Thursday night. It's called Leil Shishi. We think over <clears throat> all the things of the whole week, and there are some chsidim that when they say Kriyashma Shalomita Thursday night, you know what else they add? They say also Al You know what we say in Yom Kippur? They say it also every Thursday night. Because it's a Cheshben Anefesh for the whole week. Then we have a monthly Cheshben Anefesh. Once a month. When do we do that? The last day of the month. That's Erev Rosh Chodesh of the next month. To make sure that next month is going to be a better month than this one. In fact, Erev Rishchidosh is also called Yom Kippur Katan. A miniature Yom Kippur. Because the time of doing Tshuva for everything that happened the whole month. And Tshuva doesn't only mean if I did sins. Tshuva also means to get closer to Hashem to improve myself for next month. So we have a Cheshben Anefesh for every day. Every week, every month. And what's about every year? Yes, exactly. That's what Chaydesh Elul is all about. Chaydesh Elul is the time of the year we make a Cheshben Anefesh for the entire year. Now we know what Chaydesh Elul is all about. The name means to search, to look, to look where? to search back in my memory and try to remember all the good things I did and all the things that need improvement. So like this, the coming year is going to be extra special. And I have good news. The Alter Rebbe tells us good news. He says that in order to do it properly, we need a special kayak from Hashem. We need to be able to do so. Anything you do comes from Hashem. No one can do anything on their own. Everything we do, we breathe, we see, we hear, we walk. Everything's from Hashem. So to do tshuva in the month of Elul, we need a special kayach from Hashem. So you know what Hashem does for us to make it so easy? The Alter Rebbe says like this. He gives a marshal, a parable. He says, imagine when a king is in the palace. And he's sitting on his throne. Can anybody just get to him? No. Only the ministers, the nobles, very special people, they can get into the palace and maybe get to see the king. But there's a certain time when the king wants to make himself available to everybody. So he goes out of the palace, out of the city, and he goes into the field. 
And in the field, he makes himself available to everyone and anyone. And no matter what we did, no matter where we're coming from, no matter how we're dressed, we can go and greet the king. And how does the king look at us? With a smile, with a happy-looking face. He greets everyone happily. And he says, tell me, my dear, what is it that you wish? I want to give it to you. That's a special kayak, says Al-Tarebbe, that Hashem gives us in the month of Elul. It's like a king who's in the field. Hashem gives us the special kayak now that we can get closer to Hashem. We can approach Him and say whatever we want more than any other time of the year. And if we do so, guess what happens? We become so precious, so special, that when the king goes afterwards back to his palace, like in Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it's like the king going back into the palace. We can follow the king inside. Because we become such special people, because of what we did in Elul, that we can go inside the palace and be with the king. That's how special Tishrei is for us. So it all starts from preparing ourselves in the month of Elul. And during Elul, Hashem says, choose and ask for whatever you want. I'm there for you. And what are we going to ask for? Of course, we're going to ask for food, for clothing, for health, for happiness, success in yeshiva, in school. Wherever we are, we should be successful. It should be a very good year. But we shouldn't forget to ask the most important thing. We want Mashiach now. We want Geula now. We want the Beis Hamikdash. That's on the top of our list. And when we have Mashiach, we have everything. I want to tell you a nice story about it. I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. <clears throat> we are now in a very special month. And during Elul, Hashem says, choose and ask for whatever you want. I'm there for you. And what are we going to ask for? Of course, we're going to ask for food, for clothing, for health, for happiness, success in yeshiva, in school. Wherever we are, we should be successful. It should be a very good year. But we shouldn't forget to ask the most important thing. 
We want Mashiach now. We want Geula now. We want the Beis Hamikdash. That's on the top of our list. And when we have Mashiach, we have everything. I want to tell you a nice story about it. There was once a king, a mighty king, who had a one and only child. This boy grew up in a palace where he didn't have to do anything, no work at all. He didn't have to set up his room, sweep the floors, set a table, clean dishes, help with laundry. He didn't have to do anything. Why? The servants did everything. So this boy grew up without knowing anything how to do things. He ended up with two clumsy hands, unfortunately. You see, when you get jobs to do in your house, it's not only you're doing keep it of aim, it's not only you're helping your father or your mother, you are getting experience in doing these things. If you're folding laundry, when you grow up, you'll grow up, you'll know how to fold laundry. You're washing dishes, you're sweeping a floor, you're fixing something. You are getting experience. But this boy had zero experience. He grew up, like they say, a spoiled boy. And he was very lazy. How did he do in school? Not well. He didn't want to put in any effort. When he finally grew up, and he was like 20 years old already, his father had a serious talk with him and said, it's time for you to learn and get some, some trade, get training, get something. So I'm going to send you off to a faraway city. It's a few hundred miles away, but they have an excellent school there, a university. And you'll go there and get trained. And after a year or two, you'll come back. And you'll be able to start your own family. Even though the boy did not really want to leave, but he realized this is for his own good. His father gave him a sack of golden coins and said, this should be enough. Paying there for the school, for a place to eat, a place to sleep, and other needs. And he sent him off. When he got there, the first few days he went to school. He was listening, paying attention. But after a few days he got bored. And it takes extra effort to go even when you're bored. But he got bored and he decided not to go anymore. Instead, he was hanging around in the streets of the city, spending his money on all different gadgets and things, spending time with friends, buying them food and buying himself junk food. Six months later, he had no money left. The entire bag of golden coins are gone. He can't even pay rent. So he became a homeless. Now he had to sleep on the bench in the park. He didn't like it, 
But he had no choice. For food, he had to go begging people, please give me a, a sandwich. Give me something to, to eat. Then he started to miss the palace. He says, I want to go home. I want to go back to my parents. But he had no way of getting home. To travel hundreds of miles, you need to pay. And he had no money. It was then that he realized, it's time for me to do some work. But unfortunately, because he was so clumsy and never had any experience, whatever he tried to do to help in becoming an assistant to a painter, to a carpenter, to a plumber, everything got messed up. One day, he was out in the field at the end of town. And he saw a few shepherds sitting there with their sheep. And he said to them, tell me shepherds, so do you get paid for this work? And they said, yes. What do you have to do as a shepherd? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You heard me, nothing. We just take the sheep out in the morning and we do nothing a whole day. That's all we got to do. I will love such a job where you do nothing. Sure, they brought him to the farmer. And the next day, he came out with his sheep. And a whole day he sat and looked at them and did nothing. Hoping he's going to get some money so he can save up and make the trip back home to his father and mother. A few weeks passed, and the summer came. Summertime was so hot, the sun was beating on his head. And he tried everything he can to keep himself cool. But he saw that the other shepherds found the solution. The other shepherds made a hut, like a little sukkah for themselves. Now only one person can fit, and on it was something on the roof that blocked the sun from beating down on their head. So whenever it got very hot, they sat down in their hut. What did the king's son do? He went to the forest, took some pieces of wood, branches, and started to build his own. But because he was so clumsy, he had no experience. Whatever he put up lasted just a few hours, or most, it lasted a whole day. The next day he had to put it up again, and sometimes it will fall down the middle of the day. He was suffering so much, he couldn't take the heat. And he was begging, who can help me put up my hut that it should last? Everyone else's hut is okay, except for mine. One day, he heard the news that the king is traveling and coming to this town. He's making a trip. The king, that's my father. And he was told that when the king's carriage, the royal carriage, passes by, Everybody makes a line, and everyone has a note 
prepared in which they wrote down their best wish. So if you want, you can also write your best wish. And when the, the king passes by, if you throw it into the carriage, if you're lucky and it lands on the king's laps, then the king will open it and will see what you want and he will grant you whatever your wish is. He was so happy to hear this. So he prepared a note. And sure enough, the following week, his father came in the royal carriage. And the father is passing by right near him. And he took his note and aimed it. And luckily, even though he had clumsy hands, he managed to get it onto his father's lap. His father picked up the note and read it and was in shock. Hey, this is the handwriting of my son. He looks out. Wow, I can't even recognize him. I see it's him. But he's dressed in shabby clothes, shepherd's clothes. Oh, what happened to him? Let me see what he's asking for. And he reads, Daddy, please make for me a hut that will last and not fall down. Oh no. Oh no, that's what he's asking for? And the father began to cry. Why is he asking for such a thing? He could have asked for a better thing. And you know what's the best thing he can ask for? Tati, take me home. If Tati is ready to do anything he wishes, say, Tati, take me home. Now, what is he asking for? That I should have a good hut. So while I'm away from home and I have to earn money to be able to travel back home, I should be comfortable. Ask to bring you home. And the lesson of this story is, when we come to Hashem and we're asking Hashem, we need food, we need clothing, we need parnasam, we need... Yes, we do need it. We deserve it. And Hashem is surely going to give us all the things we need. But you know what Hashem wants to see on the top of our list? We want Mashiach now. Tati, take me home. Take us home to Yerushalayim. Take us back to the Beis HaMikdash. Bring Mashiach now. That's what Hashem wants to see. And Hashem will surely grant us all the things we're asking for, especially for the Gola. In fact, once you have Mashiach, you have everything. There was once a boy who was asked, tell me your best three wishes. What are the three best things you wish? And the boy said, let me think. Uh, I want Mashiach. Okay, and next? says, there's no next. If I have Mashiach, I have everything. Let's ask Hashem for Mashiach, and He will give us Mashiach, and He'll give us everything. He'll give us Gezunt, 
we should be all healthy and have good parnasa and all the brachas we want, whatever we need, mostly is to do it with simcha. Because just like the king is smiling to us, he wants us to be smiling too. Because when we smile, the Zayar says, we bring down all the brachas. The most important bracha now is that Hashem should inscribe us and seal us for a good and sweet year. The most important, Geula immediately. Amen. A good gebenched year.